everybody. This is Eric and Yvette, and this is the Melanin Pearls podcast, episode 36, everybody. Exactly. Like, where does the time, time goes every time I know every time we count down the episodes, but the fact that we're in episode 36 is kind of amazing to me. Yes, it is. Season three. Indeed, indeed. So not sure if many of you out there know that April is designated as Celebrate Diversity Month. Did you know that? I know that because I'm diversified every day. So, so of course, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I want to just put it out there. So it's a time to recognize and celebrate and I'm quoting this, the beautiful tapestry of our cultures, backgrounds, and rich traditions. Mm. And I know, I never, I I just recently heard of it. I know, I love, isn't that a great word? Yes, like diaspora. Uh, Right. One, mm. Another mm. one of my favorite words. Yes. So this celebration began in 2004. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's a time to recognize and honor diversity. So I kind of wanted to throw it out there, a little fun fact PSA for people that didn't know. Because honestly, um, until my firm sent something out to us, I didn't even realize it. So <laughs> if you don't know, now you know right. the month isn't over. So you can do some celebration some to celebrate diversity. Wow. So can Exactly. So considering that this is Celebrate Diversity Month, I think our topic this month is so fitting. What do you think? Oh, yes, it is very fitting because now now that's just like perfect. I had no idea it was Diversity Month and now we're talking about it. But, you know, we're black every day. Yeah. Like we never mind. Anyway, I'm I'm, right. 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 So so this month, I mean, or this episode. So you got me going this episode. (laughs) We're talking about being the only Mm. And think about that in quotes, people. Mm-hmm. The only, the only person that looks like you in the room, mm-hmm. female, black, Latinx. By the way, I'm all of them. So I'm like a, tip, a, a triple threat. That's what I consider myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, for many of you out there, there are many times that you're at work and you're the only one in the meeting. You're the only one at the party. You're the only one at the fill in the blank, right? And for many of us, we've learned to get used to it, right? And have built a coat of armor, so to speak. But when you're the only person in the room, you don't have that other person that you can speak to that understands how that feels, right? Like you're just, you're that person, right? So Yvette and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about our experiences and um, some of our thoughts about being the only. So Yvette, I'll, I'll pass it on to you. Yeah. And, and let, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts about that? So being the only woman in the room is not the same as being the only black woman in exactly. the room. Exactly. Right? Yes, exactly. While all women can face sexist discrimination at work, the stakes are so much higher for black women. And they've always been super, super high for black women. And as a black woman, I have to fight being a woman and being black and then being a black woman. So that's a triple fight for me um, personally. And, 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 and for other people out there, especially white women, it's layers of complexity that a lot of white women don't seem to understand. Yes, we are women. Yes, you have a different experience as a white woman. I have a different experience as a woman, as a black, and as a black woman. And those levels are apples and oranges. Um, and so the so the challenges that a lot of organizations have is that they don't look at the intersectionality of people. You know, they just group, they have a women's group for engineers, right? But yeah, we're all women, but our experiences are not all the same. 
and specifically for Black women in the workplace, we're constantly, we have to contend with this pressure to repackage ourselves into something that's perceived as less problematic you know, starting with our appearances. Um, we've been long viewed as like hypersexual, right? And research has shown that black women are more likely than white women to be sexually objectified and dehumanized. Um, and so- Well, in history that has been portrayed. True, I'm true, 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 true. Um, and so this is a very acute feeling and reality for black women at work. I can speak about it because I am a black woman and I do work in technology. So. But you know, I love coming up with data and I do have some data. So according to McKinsey's 2020 Women in the Workplace report, 49% of Black women at work feel that their ethnicity makes it harder for them to get promoted or obtain a raise as compared to, wait for it, 3% of the white women mm -hmm. and 11% of all women. 49%. It's, you know, our appearance prevents us. Like it's an obstacle to getting promoted, getting a raise compared to others. Um, and we're all women, but it's not the same. Right. So right. And and I read and I read that report too, yeah. um, and that lean in report. Mm -hmm. And and it's and those stats are staggering, right? Yeah. There, I mean it's it's um, can't even, you know, it, it, you can't even you can't even when you see the numbers, it's almost like that's almost unbelievable. Right. It's it's almost unbelievable, but I'm telling you all for a fact, and Erica can speak to it too. That is so true. Those numbers are staggering, but it's actually reality. And but, they're probably even they're higher. True. They're probably even higher than that. Let's just call it what it is. Because the McKinsey Report, right. they only can talk to so many, so many people, right? But and it's probably higher than that. Um, but as a black woman, we have to fight so much. Um, you know, not only just being a woman, but being a black woman. Um, in these situations and it's and it's no fun and you know we as black women have to navigate a, a workplace and culture that's steeped in white supremacist standards on a daily basis like and white women also benefit handsomely from some of these white supremacist uh, workplace cultures you know we have to work twice as hard for half as much do you remember that scene from or, scandal she, or twi yeah, twice twice as hard to get half as much yeah. 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 Or just to be even or or just to be even be seen as below uh, on par or a little bit under par. Not even. You know? I mean, not even. Yeah. Right. And to have everything yeah. about you questioned, your sanity, your competence, right. your experience, your, you know, being in the room, you, you didn't get there because of who you are. You got there because you're a black person and you got a quota to meet, right? Not because right. of the, the standards and your character and your integrity and your experience and your subject matter expertise and your body of work. That's that's all question. Um, there's so many times that I've walked into a store or a restaurant or a meeting where I was the only black woman and the only black person, you know, in the room, you know, and I've been at weddings where I'm literally the only black friend. Oh, absolutely. Only I've been black friend, too. you know, oh, yeah. and it's and it's the, it's through a friend of a friend. Because whenever I'm attending, it's I'm always attending with a friend of a friend. I'm always that their black friend. Like literally, being at a imagine sitting in a church where the only, you're the only brown person at all among hundreds of people. It's it's oh, yeah. it's it's dizzying, you know. And and a friend of mine, even my husband, right? My husband, you all know, he's he's white. Um, he is a professional musician, um, and he works in a band filled with. The singers are all black, 
all amazingly talented and he 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 sees it where the only people of color are the ones in the band and most of the weddings and events that he does but i'm used to being the only one and now my husband um is is getting more aware to the fact that i am the only one because he really he because he operates as a white man right so he's not looking He's not looking, right? But I'm looking. Um, and so we have this conversation all the time where I'm like poking him at the side. I was like, well, I'm the only black person here. And I'm going to give you an example of that. You remember, Erica, before you all came out to Italy for the wedding, we went to go to that Tears for Fears concert in Rome. Mm-hmm. There was like 600 mm-hmm. people. It's 2019, 600 people in, in Rome. I was the only black person at that concert. And I'm not surprised or batting an eyelash for that. Only like, white that person. There's, there's like there was there was over 600 people. The people working there, the the people supporting the band, the attendees, the attendants working the bathrooms. There was nobody that looked like me, at all, at that concert. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't even. There's there's nothing about what you're saying that surprises me because that that's usually that's usually some in our experiences that's usually the case i mean when you have that example about you know going to an event or something um you know when my husband and i go to weddings sometimes we're the only couple right so we're we're the only ones and what i find is that you know we've gotten used to that i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying we've gotten used to that because those are our experiences right but after a while, you get tired of it's being exhausting. That. It is exhausting. <laughs> you know, you get tired. You know, I don't. I don't represent. I don't represent black people. Nope. I don't represent Latinx people. Nope. And I feel that sometimes nope. <laughs> I am the de facto representative. You know, of of an entire girl. culture, mm-hmm. of an entire race, yep. of of everything. And 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 honestly, that's the kind of pressure that I think our colleagues don't understand that that's that unseen pressure yep. that we have to be perfect. Yeah, that, Damn near that perfect and flawless to, at all yeah, times, at yeah. all, at all times. And because it's exhausting. You, yeah. It is exhausting. It is, it is absolutely exhausting. You know, I want to just go back to the lean in report a little bit that you were referring to, because yep. one of the things that the report that I read about, you know, we kind of want to talk about as, as women, right? You know, the report had a section, I know you and I don't have children, but I thought that this was very interesting that, you know, being an only can amplify the challenges of being a working mother. And we already know as women, right? When you're the only woman and now you say you're the only woman who's a mother uh-huh. in the room uh-huh. and you have responsibilities as a mother. So I'm I'm being race agnostic uh-huh. right for now, but you're a woman and you're the only woman in the room and you're a mother. So now you can't work the 50 hours, 60, 70, uh-huh. because you have a young child. And sometimes what you do is you work. Then you go home and tend for your children. And then when you you go back, when they go to bed, you work some more, yep. right? But that is causing now a, a total burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Total burnout. And it's interesting because actually one of the, the statistics is the discomfort about talking about burned out is high where you have the mothers of young children who are onlys mm-hmm. right because you don't want to talk about that because then burnout equals weak right yep. 
weak means I'm not going to get a promotion. Right. Yeah. And, and I, my, my, my possibility of career advancement is challenged because I'm not working those 50, 60, 70 hours, or maybe I am, but my quality of life takes a hit. Yeah. Takes a total hit because when I do have a minute, I'm just forget about it. I'm totally burned out. So I just wanted to kind of talk about that too, because see, as women, we just have, there are challenges. Now we overlay, you know, the race, the ethnicity, you know, then that adds additional challenges as well. But I think as women, if we were to look at it across the board, those challenges of, um, of being a woman. And then on top of that, being an only being a woman, young children, that is that puts us in a really, really compromising position as it pertains to our career advancement. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because that that was a piece that I found very interesting when I read this report as well, on top of the other things, right? Yeah. Because this is a great report. So for those who are listening to us, we're referring to the Lean In McKinsey report. Um, we'll put that in our, um, we'll put that as a reference um, for those who might want to take a look at this report. It is fascinating. It is super, totally super fascinating. fascinating. Um, you know, and and going, going back to the point about being exhausting, it, it's exhausting when you are the best in your field and you have and you have your skills questioned, right? It's like literally you can walk on water when it comes to your capabilities and your talent. And there's people in the room and just like, you know, but can she swim? But she can't swim. It's exhausting, right? And, um, and but let's, let's, let's just show you how that looks like with, with Judge Jackson when her confirmation this woman can literally run circles around every person who questioned her but they were determined to tear her down and, and belittle her her illustrious career imagine the honor of being on the supreme court and the last hurdle is passive aggressive hostile questioning by people who literally have a degree in home economics with an iq of sunscreen right i mean these are the people that are coming at you you know with nonsense it's exhausting right. it's exhausting okay so we can't talk about this anymore because we have an episode know, totally dedicated know, to that. So I know, I'm just saying. I know, but that's just an example. Like, like imagine course. her, the Supreme Court, but and imagine what you and I and other women and Black women go through every single freaking day. You know, with the nonsense. Well, let me give you. Let me give you an example. I'll give you. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Uh oh. But I'll tell you the story. So you and I were both consultants back in the day, mm -hmm. right? And I remember I was on a project site. And um, I was a manager on the site. And um, I was walking through, I don't forgot where I was, where I was walking. And someone w thought I was the administrative assistant. Oh, There's nothing wrong with nope. that. So let me just say this outright. There is nothing wrong with that. That is a great profession. Where I'm coming from is I'm on a consulting engagement I have a team, but that's all I could be seen as. And 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 let me tell you the the really interesting part about that story was that it was someone black who worked on the client side. Wow. Who said that to me. But the reason being is you've not seen that before. Yeah. So you're automatically going to go to a place where that couldn't be it. That could she couldn't be doing that. Right. And that goes back to the if how could I see it? Like how could I be if it I if I don't see it? See it? Yeah. 
So if I've never seen that, you know, hey, black consultant coming in, she's a manager, what? You know, if I don't see that, and that's why representation is so important. Exactly. Because people have to see it. And I'm a big advocate of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm so heavily into recruiting and going out there and and being the face of something. Yep. Because I really think that our young people have to see it. Because if you don't see it, how can you even want to be Or it? even see if that's a possibility or even dream it. Exactly. Right? Like that's not even exactly. possible. Because like, I don't even see anyone that looks like me doing anything like that. Well, Erica, I never heard that one. You never told me that story. But let me share another example. I, I shared earlier about when we were in 2019, when my husband and I we were in Italy getting married and in the Tears for Fear concert. But let me give you a work-related one, an example. Um, I was interviewing for a VP position and one of the people interviewing me, a white man, um, had zero, zero, none, no cloud experience, you know, no digital transformation experience. But he actually asked me how I know the technical team is not going to be pulling my leg. So I paused and I said, I have over 11 cloud certifications as well as over 15 years of technical experience. So I'm quite confident in my ability to determine the validity of a technical proposal. But again, this man had no certifications, no, no zero experience in digital transformations, but he felt that that was okay to ask me and question my capabilities, my street cred, my brand, my experience. You know, and the lesson here, ladies, is you need to control how you respond to things that are sent to destroy your peace. Because I could have went completely off, 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 told him about himself in all different type of levels, right? professionally, of course, but told him about himself and they wouldn't have focused on his inappropriate questioning. They would have, they would have came at how I, how I responded to his inappropriate questioning. And so I say that, you know, control how you respond to things that are sent to destroy your peace because your life becomes a masterpiece when you learn to master peace. And it's super important for us. um, Well, and I think, you responded to him with facts. You responded to him with facts. You basically, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, well, not sometimes, all the time, the best answer to something like that is based on facts. And 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 you have to, yeah, because initially you're going to be like, what the F? You know what I mean? You're going to want to curse him or her the hell out, right? And, and you're, and you kind of have to go back and talk to that primal sense of yours to kind of say, okay, hold back, hold back. This is why I am qualified. This is why I can do this because it, it, it can get you there. You know, especially we talked about this, right? This is like, it, it's something that recurringly happens so that you then after a while you might snap, you could, you know, you could be like on snap. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, you could be, you could be, and that's why it's super important. Where you know, we mentioned this earlier the stress, the physical and emotional stress of being questioned of your experience and, and your capabilities by someone who has zero experience, zero capabilities, none. It, it, it tears you down, it tears you down. And what that also does is, is that being the only also tends to stir up a lot of imposter syndrome feelings. Of course. You know, um, and I'm here to tell all of you all to ignore those thoughts because you know just how good you are and you know what you can do and what you are capable of. So who cares? Who who else is in the room? It doesn't really matter. They ain't you and they don't have your experiences. And 
it's but it's it's easier said than done because you walk in the room you're the only you immediately you're like immediately it it takes it to a whole different level immediately you know that you're the only one you only one who looks like you in the room so you know you have to bring it you have to be more than 150% correct like all the time when I say flawless, I literally mean there's a feeling at times of, that I have that I have to walk in the room and I and I and I survey the room like I have to be flawless, flawless, and that is emotionally and physically draining. But you know what I do remember? Um, it's 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 in those moments when I may feel like I don't belong, but I continually tell myself I'm not going to internalize these moments as a deficiency in me. Not only do I belong here, but I'm worthy of taking up space. I'm going to take up my space. And that empowers me, you know, to be who I am when I do walk into the room and I am the only. Um, But it's that self-talk that we need to do with ourselves to get our mind right. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be just rattled with the imposter syndrome that could paralyze you into not talking, right? And being small, playing small. Um, And I just want everyone to be out there and be like, you know, don't, don't fall into the trap of letting imposter syndrome rule your head. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think you've, you've said this mantra before, Yvette, um, you are enough and um, you belong there, right? You have the skills and you're qualified to belong there. And it's interesting. um, I'm in this program, which, which I, I'm, I'm really having a great time, this uh, leadership program for women of color. And one of the things we talked about in um, one of the po- one of the podcasts or readings that we had to do had to do with power poses. And I, I want you to just Google that, like when you're out there, folks, Google power poses. And it kind of talks about literally that, like you, you're about to go into a big meeting, right? Or something like that, um, where you might not feel confident, Um you know, like go in the, if you're in the office, go to the bathroom and do a power pose because by doing that, you're getting that confidence. Like you're, you're, you need to, you know, kind of jazz yourself up and kind of be like, yes, Mm -hmm. I can do it. And when you walk in that room, you walk in there with confidence. Um, of course on the inside, we might be a little nervous or what have you, but it's about that confidence building because, we belong there. If you are qualified for your job <laughs> and you're doing you your job, job you, you, you got, got the job. job. Like you got the job. You're qualified. Right. You're, you're, you're and probably overqualified, but we won't go there. Right. We, no. we'll, we'll that's another, you, you job, that's right? another talk the, for another day. <laughs> you, you got the job. So, so you, they hired you to do the job. You're doing the job and you're probably way overqualified for it. Don't fall into the trap of, that and have imposter syndrome to pull, pull your strength and your, your know-how into a feeling of deficiency that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Right. If you think like, if you unpack that imposter syndrome has really nothing to do with you. It's, it has to do with what you think other people are thinking. Right. It has nothing right. to do with you, right. right? It has everything to do with what you think other people are thinking, you know, like, why is she here? Blah, blah, blah. You, you, I don't care. I'm here, I, and I'm going to take up space. And if you think about it that way, it 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 really blows up the whole definition of imposter syndrome because it has absolutely, absolutely nothing to do with you. You are taking other people's views and thoughts about a deficiency that doesn't even exist 
in your reality because it resists in what you think is in their head. Well, I love um, this. Just let that go. I love this mm-hmm. saying. I love a saying that I, I've heard. I've read this before. You know what other people have to say about you is none of your business. None of your business. It's yeah. none of your business. Mm-hmm. Like that's none on them. Business. You need to focus yep. on you. You need to go in there wherever there is. Knock it out mm-hmm. of the box. Listen, if you're the only person at the party, you know what? Have a good time at the party. Like don't have like time. don't mm-hmm. feel like. Oh my God! You know, I mean, have a great I'm the only one. Oh have, my gosh. have a oh my great gosh. time at the party. Have a great time at the networking event. Get to meet new people. Mm-hmm. Expand, mm-hmm. you know, expand. Get out of your comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. If it's at work, do the job. Do what you got to do. Do what you came in there to do. Crush it. And we understand Crush. that you know, there are other levels to it, right? I know there are other yeah. things and we're, and we're, we're know, oversimplifying, we're oversimplifying it, it I, yeah. but because every situation is different. But I think what, what the point of what we're trying to say is that if you are the only in that room, whether it be, I mean, it, we could, we'd even broach sexual orientation, which is something that, you know, it, it, that's a hard one, right? Because that's sometimes you can't tell, you know, you, you don't know, right? So I don't, that's why we didn't broach that topic, but those visible, you know, being a certain color, race, etc. If you're the only person in the room, then don't feel like you don't belong in the room because you do. Yep. And I think that's, that's, that's the whole point. You, you belong in the room and you're going to crush it. You are enough and don't let what other people think or say impact that. That's right. And I, and I think that is the overarching message uh, for this episode. The only is show up, stand out and break through, right? You, you deserve to be in any and every room where decisions are being made period. Exactly. Exactly. Every, every, every room, but that doesn't mean every room deserves you. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation. Right. But, but go in knowing that you deserve to be in every single room, but not every room deserves you. And that also means you being able to take that imposter syndrome, put that in a, put that in that corner, in that box, own your stuff and be willing to show up, stand out, and walk out if respect, professionalism, and value is not being served. That's also about owning your owning your value and 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 knowing what you're worth. Mm-hmm. And I think lastly, what I want to say is that you definitely need to have a safe space, right? To yes. to share because yes. there are times when you're you know a lot of that is you know a lot of this is hard to to bear. And sometimes it really gets to you. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. why your tribe is important. Um, and having people, you know, we, we have people that might be in the same industry that we are, maybe not the same company, but the same industry, or maybe not even the same industry, but they understand what it feels like to be the only, um, you know, talk to those people that are close to you and, and have the conversation because holding that all in, really can be very taxing and toxic on your, on yourself and on your psyche. And I think that having the opportunity, I know Yvette and I have many conversations about this. We, we talk about just our perspectives and our thoughts about certain things related to this and this itself, this topic, and it helps. 
because you get you get a perspective you get a different perspective and most importantly you realize you're not alone this isn't just happening to you it happens to other people as well and by sharing those experiences it, it it does help so i think that's why your tribe and those people that you trust and you could feel vulnerable with and be vulnerable is extremely important extremely important. I would agree with that 150 million percent. So people out there, you are enough. Just because you're the only doesn't mean you don't belong. And like Yvette said, maybe some of those rooms don't deserve you, but understand that you are out there crushing it. Yeah. You deserve to be in every room. They just don't deserve you. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the message, right? Every room you deserve to be in every room. That doesn't mean every room deserves to have you because you are just that special. You are here to live, not to earn, not to stress, not to prove, not even to please, but to just live being the best version of you, all of you, because you are enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes we're the only, but we're not alone. And that's Kamala Harris said it best, right? Yep. You know, you know, she said it best, you know, she may be the one today, but you won't be the only tomorrow and that's fine. Yep. And let's work to build environments where the only will be something that, you know, hopefully Doesn't doesn't exist and we won't be talking about it. That's that part is the goal. Let's work to build those spaces. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, thank you it's for diversity listening. Month. It is diversity month. And we <laughs> talked about diversity stuff. Yes. So thanks, everybody. Wow. Thank you. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Add us to your favorite streaming platform or on iTunes now to ensure you never miss out on another second of the Melon Pearls podcast. We will hate for it for you to miss out. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not that of the Melon Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self. (music) 